Holy shit, we're on the air. What's up, people? We're back on finally after so much time off. We reinvented the show and we didn't even come out. We came out with one show. This is show number two. Welcome back to the Shoot Talking Podcast. I'm Ivan Rodriguez, your host. This show's been off for a bit. I kind of reinvented it. And we're back on. Thank you for joining me again. I appreciate you. This is basically going to be a podcast where I talk and flap my gums and talk shit about pretty much anything I want to. And uh, yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. I try not to get into politics. I don't harp on religion too much. Politics, I am fucking completely dumb, I'll tell you. I basically have no opinion. Other than the personal opinions I have of the candidates at the time. Just because it's fucking hilarious. Anyway, we're back on the air. I appreciate you. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for hitting that download button if you did. I'd like to say before we begin, thank you to our sponsor, Anchor.fm, for hosting this podcast. If you have not jumped on Anchor.fm, what are you waiting for? It's the fastest and easiest way to do a podcast. That's Anchor.fm. Download the app. Start up an account, listen to your favorite podcast, or create your own. It's the place for content creators, Anchor.fm. Special thanks to TechnoAx for royalty-free music for this show that you're listening to the background right now. If you like what you're hearing, get on TechnoAx.com or YouTube at TechnoAx. He's your source for all your royalty-free music. You know, what sucks about this past three weeks more so now this I want to say past seven to ten business days or seven to ten days fuck business in general uh, it's been fucking COVID-19 coronavirus and it's just fucking driving me insane it's nauseating I know it's something we got to pay attention to I know it's something that it's, it's important to you know, get the updates on. This is serious. It's it's an outbreak. It's it's whatever the fuck it is. But it, it's just so fucking annoying. Um, what's annoying about it is every channel you turn to, it's there. It's in your face. It's hard to watch TV without hearing anything about coronavirus and coronavirus results, warnings, etc. And like I said, although it is serious, it's scary at the same time. You know what I mean? And, and it's just the reality of it. I know there's mixed feelings. There's a lot of people just fucking talking shit saying, you know, and you're partially right. I'm saying talking shit, but I'm just I'm, I'm just generalizing it. And, you know, people are saying it's no different than another outbreak of a certain strand or type of flu. You had the bird flu, the swine flu, and all these other type of flus and, and uh, uh, SARS, SARS this, SARS that. You know what? You're right. You're partially right. It's it's another strain of flu. But the problem is what makes this one so special is and there's nothing special about it. But what makes this one different is they don't know anything about this one. It's the strongest 
form of influenza virus that has attacked humankind. And they don't know a lot about it. And that's the fear in itself. How much destruction will this thing cause before they finally get a vaccination prepared for it? You know, they do have to let it take its course so they can get different stages of this to learn how to vaccinate. It's going to be months before they come up with a legit vaccination for this. So, again, it's just so fucking nerve-wracking. You know, I got little ones. I got kids. I'm up in the Hudson Valley. I'm in New York State. I'm about, I don't know, just shy of 75 minutes out up north from New York City. And it's scary because we've got... Uh, it's, it's just fucking bananas to see it. You know, it's gotten this bad. A woman, 82, was the first person in New York City to die from the coronavirus. The woman was 82 years old. And her underlying, you know, everyone who passes from this so far has had some other underlying health issue. She was 82 years old, number one. Number two, she had chronic emphysema. So this just kind of, you know, the regular flu probably would have unfortunately made her pass. But however, um, the COVID-19 showing no mercy as well. So, you know, it is sad. It started out before I did this podcast. You know, first off, let me say that it's it's Sunday night. It's Jul- uh, July. <laughs> I'm ahead of myself. It's March 15th, 2020. It's about 8.30 p.m., just shy of 8.30 p.m. And uh, a few days ago when I wrote my notes for this podcast, they had just closed the school's up by me and uh new york city schools were open and just about i'm gonna say two hours ago the mayor of new york city uh de blasio the fucking idiot decided uh yeah let's close the schools until april 20th i guess the main concern was how are we gonna feed the children who are dependent on school lunches um it is a tough issue. I'm not going to poke fun at that one because there's really nothing to poke at. That is true. I'm a product of the New York City school system. I was born and raised in New York City, so I know how important it is to, hey, that that's a free meal. But it's not your only meal of the day. I, I know some people are going to say, well, for some kids, it's their only meal. For most kids, it's not. Um, right now, we're in a time of crisis. And we have to pull together, right? And this is part of pulling together. If they keep sending the kids to school, especially in New York City, they're going to bring it into school, go back from the school. Someone's going to bring it to school, give it to start making an outbreak in the school system. And then they come home and the outbreak gets, comes to the house and it keeps going and flowing and flowing. You know how it is. It happens with the common cold. Your kids are like magnets for germs and the common cold. How many times have you not gone to the school or you're a school employee and you deal with kids and you got one kid with the sniffles, another kid has a full-blown cold, another kid has the cough, you go home, you got that shit too. So don't pretend you don't know how fucking fast things fester up in a school, especially with little kids. It has nothing to do with being clean or dirty. It's just the way it is. So if they don't close the schools, especially a school system as large as New York City, they're not going to be able to fucking contain this thing. They're going to start spreading it even faster. So while you may think it doesn't make sense, it makes total sense. Stay at home. 
only go out and get what you need. Come back home for now. I'm reading now that they're going to start closing bars and restaurants down in New York City. Uh, up here, they today they announced we have a curfew in my town up in upstate. Um, the restaurants, supermarkets, stores are not staying open any later than 10 p.m. as far as normal business hours. And we have a 10 p.m. curfew. So I had supermarkets that were open till 2 a.m. Walmart was open 24 hours, but now everything's limited to 10 p.m. To 10 p.m., which is fine. And again, you know, I'll get to it, but you know, there has not been a mandatory a mandatory quarantine. It's a volunteer quarantine. And they, they haven't even called it that yet. All they're asking is for people for now, maintain at home, only go out when you have to to get your essentials, pharmaceuticals, medicines, or uh, 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 pharmacy or food. One of the two. Other than that, go home. There is plenty of entertainment nowadays to keep you entertained at home between fucking Netflix, internet, TV, fucking everything. Everything. So stay at home. It's fucking crazy. I'm telling you, I I even went out today. You know, my wife and I went out, you know, grocery shopping for supplies and shit, the normal shit we do every week, right? But bi-weekly, you know, every week we go out grocery shopping, but every pay week we get the majority of shit we need. And then the following week we get only the absolute immediate essentials to restock and then the following week again when we get paid we get the bulk of stuff so this week fell on you know pay week and we went out to get shit man the fucking shelves were empty let me correct myself the shelves weren't empty there's plenty of food but for my household I wanted the you know I come from a big household there's uh, seven of us in this house and I needed fucking toilet paper, hand paper, towels. There is none everywhere you fucking go. Why is toilet paper vanishing from the supermarkets? So I got an article here that I brought up from Fox Business because I fucking Google this shit. So basically, they're showing a guy in a fucking uh, supermarket what looks to be like a a Sam's Club or uh, one of those price clubs with the big fucking cart. And he's got a thing of toilet paper, and the shelves are empty. And it says coronavirus. Ha- this is from Fox Business. Check it out at foxbusiness.com on the Lifestyle Publication. This was published, published March 14th, 2020, yesterday. Why is toilet paper vanishing from supermarkets? When you see someone in the store panic buying, that can cause a Fear contagion effect. This article is by Deborah Diarbia Walker. I'm sorry, of Fox Business. Now, no one fucking said to fucking buy toilet paper. It says here coronavirus has toilet paper in short supply. 
you might notice something unusual, not to mention unfortunate, next time you try to stock up on bathroom supplies at your local grocery store. No shit. Not just the bare shelves where hand sanitizer, clean cleansing wipes were plentiful only a few weeks ago, but the empty aisles where toilet paper usually were in abounds in quantities from single rolls to packages of more than a dozen. Some are even adorned with signs limiting the number of purchases per customer. So between fucking toilet paper, hand paper towels, I could understand the uh, the antibacterial shit. That that I understand. Uh, Clorox cleanup wipes, um, the Purell hand sanitizer, um, the Clorox cleanup spray. I use that shit like it's fucking out of style. And and the bleach in itself. I, and I, I I mop my floors with bleach. I clean a lot with bleach especially the bathrooms, uh, and you got to, right? So all that shit is missing off the shelves, and I can understand the sanitary shit, but fucking toilet paper? Really? I put a fucking posting on Facebook laughing. No one else laughed. I put, okay, I get it. COVID-19 plus diarrhea equals no toilet paper on the shelves with a smiley face. No one thought that was fucking funny. All right, anyway. What's the reason for the run, especially when toilet paper isn't known to have any virus-blocking properties? The one reason is that people are going to extremes because of conflicting messages. Stephen Taylor, a clinical psychologist and author of The Psychology of Pandemics, told CNN. And it's fucking true. It's like this fucking thing. You, You know, you see it, you know, I'm a social media fucking whore, right? And you see it on social media all the time. The fucking comedian, Nick, uh, what's his name, Nick DiBello? Uh, Anyway, he walks around, oh, my God. Every time they say that there's going to be a fucking snowstorm, oh, my God, the storm's coming. Got to go to the supermarket and get the bread and milk. Got to get the bread and milk. And you go, every fucking storm, every time there's a threat of a snowstorm or a hurricane, the bread is fucking gone from the shelves. The eggs are gone from the shelves. The peanut butter, fucking peanut butter is gone from the shelves. You motherfuckers, how do you equate those products to storm goods? How do you equate toilet paper to COVID-19? It's the fucking psyche. It's the fucking dome, the head. People are like fucking cattle sometimes. It's crazy. Someone goes on to say on this article, and and I'm quoting, on the other hand, the response is understandable, but it is a bit excessive. We can prepare without panicking. You see, you should always, if everybody went and just stocked up on their shit normally, everybody would have a plentiful amount. But right now, there are fucking families that have probably a hundred rolls of fucking toilet paper in their fucking house for two people. And I'm not saying, hey, kudos to them. I get it. You felt like buying that much toilet paper, no problem. But again, what equates to that? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anyway, another reason is, and this is as per uh, Stephen Taylor, clinical psychologist and author of The Psychology of Pandemics, talking to CNN saying 
they aren't receiving clear direction from the government. No, we are not. We're getting told bits and pieces of bullshit. Our local government gives bits and pieces of bullshit to the media. The media gives us bits and pieces of bullshit, leading us to fucking fester shit in our fucking minds. Social media has heightened the tensions also. The pictures going out of the empty fucking store shelves, people right away, boom, they associate with that. Get in the fucking car, let's go get it. It says here, with the shelves of many retailers across the country remaining empty for over a week. This is fucking nationwide. Customers are buying in bulk so that they won't need to come back for some time. People being social creatures, we look to each other for cues for what is safe and what is dangerous, he said. And when you see someone in the store panic buying, that can cause a fear contagion effect. Finally, purchasing products in bulk gives people a sense of control over their situations, releasing some pent-up anxiety. People become anxious ahead of the actual infection, Taylor said. They haven't thought about the bigger picture, like what are the consequences of stocked up piling toilet paper? As of March 14th, the United States has 2,195 reported COVID-19 cases with 49 confirmed fatalities. Worldwide, more than 130,000 people have become infected and more than 4,900 have died. So, there is no bright side to those results, but in the grand scheme of these numbers, the 4,900 people that have died is a worldwide number. 2,195, 2,195 confirmed reported cases in the United States as of March 14th with only 49 confirmed fatalities. I don't like any of those odds. However, these odds are still low. They will rise. This is only going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. They have to let it take its course. I just hope this gives people a little comfort. I'm not a fucking expert. I'm your average fucking Joe. But I will say this. It's a saying that I have that I learned from someone whom I admire very much. And it goes... Stupid should be painful. I digress. So, toilet paper vanishing from supermarkets. The fucking stuff is hard to watch on TV. Check this out. I got this other fucking report here that I want to read. This fucking Canadian couple, eh? Let me bring this fucking page up on these notes here. So I can read this. First off, you'd say, hey, fuck it. Good for them. They made money. But it fucking sucks because they're really taking advantage. Canadian couple made over $70,000 at reselling Lysol wipes on Amazon at inflated prices. This comes from Newsweek.com. Okay. Courtesy of Newsweek.com by Alia Slisko. Go figure. 
This was published on March 13th, Friday. A Canadian couple reportedly made 100,000 Canadian dollars, around 72,000 American, buying large quantities of Lysol disinfectant wipes and reselling them at inflated rates on Amazon amid panic over an ongoing COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. Manny Ragna, 38, and his wife, Violetta Perez, 37, quickly cashed in on such fears caused by the virus by stockpiling up of wipes from local Costco outlets in Vancouver, Canada, and selling them for more than four times the amount online, according to uh, Thursday's article in the Toronto Star. That's fucking bananas. These motherfuckers. It's a big opportunity with all these products, Ragnar told the paper. I've got to pay the bills with a regular job. I won't be making this money. I know it won't last forever. The company, the couple, I'm sorry, were said to have begun their price gouging scheme a few weeks earlier, uh, emerging the outbreak, uh, or uh, when, when the emerging outbreak inspired them to go on a shopping trip for themselves. Their new business model was hatched when the woman stopping them in the parking lot offered to pay double for their supplies. Everything we do, we're in the moment, Perez told the paper. We're hustlers. <laughs> the pair frequently travel from store to store in their area loading up their truck whenever new stocks of items like wipes cleaning liquids become available bulkier in-demand items like toilet paper are less favored because they are difficult to store and ship when one costco location threatened to place the limits on the amount of the wipes the couple could buy perez claimed that such limit was not fair because other people were also engaging in price gouging schemes. The couple were said to have to be trading on Amazon's marketplace platform under the name uh, Violetta and Sons Trading Limited. According to the article, the listing was uh, Canadian $20, about $14.50 American. A uh, package of wipes offered at $89 Canadian, $64.50 American. So from $14.50... Okay, which I don't even think fucking Clorox cleanup wipes are that expensive. But from fourteen fifty, they wanted to charge sixty four fifty. Holy shit! God bless. <laughs> they made the money. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. With Lysol wipes, Lysol wipes, the tub of Lysol wipes of eighty wet wipes, fourteen fifty. They charged sixty four fifty. Unbelievable. But you can't knock their hustle, right? Anyway, jumping off this corona thing, you know, it's sad. It, it remains to be seen. You know, I, I am nervous. I'm not going to fucking lie. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I hope this thing gets contained. I wish everybody well. You know, do the things that you're supposed to be doing anyway. Wiping your countertops, cleaning your doorknobs, keeping your bathroom sanitized, clean. Uh, you know, keep yourself healthy. Don't, because it's fucking the first 60 degree day in the winter, you go out in a fucking t-shirt and go and get yourself sick. Bam, you got the corona. You know, you're always at risk of getting the flu if you don't bundle up right. So dress accordingly. Don't get yourself sick. Don't look to get yourself sick. That's how you weaken your immune system and you expose yourself to this shit. So good luck to everybody on this. Podcast is not over. No, I got one more thing to talk about before we wrap this up. And uh, that is 
My favorite fucking show in the world is not back up on the air, but it's on YouTube, and YouTube is playing them for free. Um, once you play one show, it continuously plays it once it's done, and I love it, and that show is Duck Dynasty. I love that fucking show. I cannot get a love. I cannot get enough of Uncle Phil, happy, 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 and the rest of the crew. I love all the episodes, and like I said, they're available for free on YouTube now. I don't mean YouTube Red. I mean on YouTube in general. You go to YouTube and you search Duck Dynasty. Um, they come up. One show comes up. You watch it, and it'll just keep playing. It'll just keep playing shows over and over and over again. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love the dynamic. I love the way they get along. Um, I like the the whole element of their show and their way of being. I wish I fucking grew up like that in the fucking bayou, out in the woods, living off the land. Oh, I know it's easier said than done, but I just love the fucking show. To a degree, my family kind of did. Um, not my immediate family, because again, like I said, we grew up in New York City. But my immediate family were a bunch of fucking hillbillies living in the mountains, living off the land, living off of pork, living off of rabbit, uh, making moonshine. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, my last name is Rodriguez. No, it wasn't Alabama or Arkansas or Virginia. It was Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's full of mountains. Most of the people in Puerto Rico are hillbillies. If you're in the mountains, you're a hillbilly and you did the same thing the hillbillies did here. Lived off the land, walked around with a shotgun, hunted for your food, and made moonshine. Yep, that's exactly how it was. So I love the show. I love the dynamic. I love the way they get along with each other. It's just totally fucking awesome. I'm glad I'm glad I can watch it that way. I was fucking depressed when the show went off the air. Uh, yeah, it sucked. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I, get, I, get, I gave you a good almost half hour of bullshit so thanks for listening like I said this show it's show number two or episode number two whatever you want to call it shoot talking podcast I am going to set up an email address hopefully I'll set up a Facebook page so more to come in the future and I'm just giving this another shot I host another I host another podcast uh, which is called the cycle shack it's available on iTunes and on anchor.fm as well and uh that's going well, and I just decided to bring this one back because I just left this one hanging. But you know what? This one, it's, it's an open platform, so I'll be flapping my gums on you know topics of the week, flavor of the week topics, things you see on the news, things you see in media. I'll just be poking fun of them and just talking shit about it uh, and not taking it too serious. So thanks for joining me. My name's Ivan Rodriguez. This was Shoot Talking, the Shoot Talking podcast, right here on Anchor.fm and on iTunes. Thanks for listening, guys.